So, Philip, why should you always knock on a refrigerator door before opening it? Uh, I don't know, Tommy. Why? In case there's a salad dressing. <laughs> so, welcome. Uh, I suppose the fact that I laughed at that uh, means <laughs> that I'm in the right position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so welcome, everyone, to Raise Them Left. This is a parenting podcast with dads, obviously, as we have now clearly demonstrated uh, I am Tom McFarland. I am about to be a new father here in uh, right around 30 days or less. Uh, I've hosted uh, Handy with Handguns, and then me and Philip have hosted Molding Masculinity, and this is our new podcast. Philip, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Philip Seip. I am a dad and a leftist. Uh, I, for... Uh, Credentials on the first, I have two sons, uh, currently age nine and six, and they are uh, incredible, and I love them very much, and uh, I, uh, based on their appearance alone, uh, it's fairly obvious that they are, in fact, mine, so uh, I am a dad because I have children, and I raise them. Um, as far as credentials for the second, um, I was, a uh, brief history for myself, I was raised conservative, uh, religious, uh, dropped the religion, uh, then uh, did a lot of thinking and personal reflection and investigating a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, I had sort of put on the back burner and, uh, you know, had a big political revolution in my life as well, uh, all the way to the point that I have now, along with my wife and uh, another couple, we founded and started a whole leftist organization uh, in our local community here called Red Dirt Collective. And so we are currently, we hold mutual aid fairs, we hold, um, uh, we have open air pantries for to help with food security. We do community organizing, labor organizing, tenant organizing, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, and so we are doing the leftist stuff as well. Uh, so that kind of gives you a little bit of background on me and who I am. Tommy, if you want to yeah, introduce I yourself. Yeah, I didn't really give any of my credentials. I uh, So I am also a uh, leftist. I suppose some uh, somewhere brand of anarchist uh i would almost say a non-dogmatic anarchist um i also grew up in a rural I, I grew up in the rural ozarks uh in very conservative community but with not so conservative parents um i have a degree in psychology uh, a lot of that was focused on child psychology and uh, i intended to teach uh and actually it was very very close to teaching middle school history and then covid 19 happened and i ran away as far as i could from the public school systems because they were becoming even more of a shit show than they normally were and did virtual academies uh taught uh well i, I didn't teach i uh 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 supervised children uh for a parks and recreation department and uh, yeah now i'm shifting into being a parent uh, i 
am new to the region that I'm in, so I, uh, my leftist organizing isn't as uh, expansive as Phillips. Though we did meet in Red Dirt Collective, I was uh, involved with Red Dirt Collective. It's a fantastic organization that does a lot of great stuff. Um, and it's taught, it's taught me so much about organizing, taught me so much about how things like Red Dirt Collective exist in so many places. Um, and it, it, it's just, you know, like I, really before I ran into Red Dirt Collective, it was like the idea of all of this stuff wasn't possible. And it, that just like broke that, uh, that, that dialectic. I, dialectic is my new favorite word, even though Caleb used it all the time. And I'd like just Googled <laughs> what it meant and learned it. And like, now I can't stop using it, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Caleb, by the way, uh, one of the other founders of Red Dirt Collective, uh, uh obviously a shared acquaintance of ours. Um, yeah. Oh, so, that's very flattering to hear. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that is who I am in a nutshell. Uh, well, and I, so my other podcasts that I've worked on, so I have a radio career, um, and then after radio working for an NPR affiliate, I switched into doing podcasting. I did handy with handguns, which was, uh, uh, firearm ownership from a leftist perspective growing up in a rural community i've uh, i have a lot of firearm experience and continue training with firearms and kind of trying to share that with folks who uh, are generally marginalized out of the firearms community uh, and then we both did molding masculinity together which is a uh, podcast about uh well it was about molding masculinity it was about talking about masculinity and from a leftist perspective and trying to kind of uh deconstruct toxic masculinity and kind of examine uh, what positive masculinity could be or is. And well, that's a long story for listening to that episode, that podcast and kind of where that ended up at. Um, but uh, now we're here. Now we're doing parenting because that's where I'm at. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. you know, you didn't uh, you didn't fully give them the perspective of, of where you are from from the parenting angle, though. Yeah, so um, I am a new, new parent. I uh, am in my 30s, and we are just about to have our first child um, to the, uh, at the beginning of next month. And uh, yeah, so I'm at that stage where I'm just reading maniacally through things and uh, trying to deconstruct all of the things that I've learned in the past, some of which were good and are good information, some of which is not, you know, uh, you know I'm at that stage where I'm getting just bombarded with unsolicited advice um it's uh yeah but i mean it's uh but it's great it is i mean like you know the the experience right now is uh we are both very excited uh we are ready to have a uh bouncing baby rather than a miserable ninth month of pregnancy uh but it's, it's great it's fun oh yeah yeah definitely i i remember uh the feeling at the tail end of both of our kids uh, was just a constant feeling. I'm sure twice as intense, if not more from my wife and me of like, please just <laughs> let's get this thing out and, and get on with it because I'm so tired of all the stuff that comes with pregnancy. Um, so yeah, uh, I look forward to that for you. Um, and I look forward to talking about this. So um, I think we want to sort of get into real quick before we sort of dive into a sort of mini topic here, uh, just kind of giving everyone an overview of what we're, you know, what this podcast is about, what we're attempting to talk about, what perspective we're attempting to give, all that kind of stuff. 
do you want to begin? Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I had to mute for a moment there. I have dogs and they were going, uh, they were, they were having a moment, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this podcast is really kind of looking at parenting through a, le uh, like a leftist lens, uh, talking about, uh, you know, p both discussing all of the things that, leftist values kind of entail and and how to like you know there's there's a, a lot of framework for discussing and figuring this out in college um but there's not a lot of framework for any discussing or figuring all of the stuff or mapping a lot of this stuff out beforehand there's not a lot of discussion about how to unpack unpack a lot of the like you know propaganda and bullshit that were taught in elementary school there's not much to you know parents don't get much about how to unpack that beforehand right so that's some of the bigger scale stuff but there's also smaller scale stuff just talking about just even just basic parenting advice without a landmine of uh you know christian values inserted and uh you know other little you know crypto conservative uh things that you know get slipped into all of this stuff because like a lot of parenting advice and stuff that's out there is a from just outright grifters uh also there's a lot of it that is funded by questionable organizations in the same way of like you know uh um what do they call them um the parenting clinics isn't the right word, but it's like the the alternative to things like Planned Parenthood that conservatives run that are really just uh, anti-abortion, you know, clinics. That's saying they're the same people who fund that stuff then turn around and fund like parenting books and stuff like that to make sure that you instill Christian values into your kid. Uh, it's about you know like just doing basic stuff without having to run into. Uh, those landmines, uh, but then also talking about like the value and necessity of multi-generational uh, leftism, like talking about how you know this can't be one of those things. Like if you're out here really worried about like revolution or you know like the direction of society or you know like from our framework, I think both of where we're kind of at is we're trying to like shape the communities and societies that we live in so that it is safe for our neighbors and community members as it. A continues to dissolve, and B we hope hopefully try to form it into something good for the future. Um, well, that's not a mission that can be done single generationally. Like we, none of us live forever. Um, our whether we like it or not, whether we prepared them or not, whether we were prepared or not, it's going to be the next generation after us that continues this work. So, how do we set up those ladders and frameworks so that that is able to take place. And it's also things like how do we prepare our kids to grow up in this world that we know is kind of, you know, the, in the in the in the world that we're in, how do we prepare our kids for that? How do we prepare our kids for the fact that they're going to have to know how to exist within a capitalist society while also not being about that maybe. Um that's all intricate nuanced discussions to have. Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> This is where I think the biggest value of this discussion and, and hopefully other people will find here in Raisin Left will be that when you look out for parenting advice, you know, in addition to the all the landmines and stuff Tommy talked about, um, the vast majority of it 
is either one of those things or it uh, just kind of comes out of that sort of uh, self-help genre where it's like very much just like uh, it just kind of assumes capitalism is natural feature of the world. And it's just like, okay, now here's what you tell your kids to make them successful, you know, encourage them to be entrepreneurs and all that stuff. Um, and while, you know, having your kids be inventive and creative and innovative and all that stuff is incredibly important. Um, that is often packaged up in particularly the word entrepreneur a lot, uh, which has some other stuff attached to it. Uh, and so, you know, there's just a lot of stuff baked into a lot of that advice that um, kind of makes it not fully up to the task of trying to um, simultaneously raise your kids in a society that you want them to be prepared to understand its flaws and its shortcomings as well as how to succeed in it you want them both to be able to navigate it in an intelligent and productive way so that they can you know have um, a decent life but also not uncritically absorb a lot of the ideological content that comes with a lot of the current status quo of things and you know that's a that's a pretty intricate tightrope to walk and it has a very particular texture as you know kids go through stages of development and different levels of comprehending the world around them and uh i i just don't see a whole lot of advice you know giving people a perspective on how one might navigate that it's um either sort of uh, fully conservative or at least fully just accepting of the current status quo. Um, and so hopefully this will provide some people with, at the very minimum, uh, the catharsis of, of seeing that there are other people trying to do this in their own lives. Uh, and hopefully our perspective is, um, you know, resonant enough with, with some of you that, that maybe will, um, help you approach a topic that might have seemed um, impossible or uh, incomprehensible in some way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, you know, one of the things I talked about earlier was how Render Collective really for me was like a, a big element of that was breaking this idea of like, you know, there's just a handful of us out here and we're all isolated and none of us ever work together. Just breaking that idea for me. Like, no, 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 no. Here's a community in the middle of central Oklahoma that's doing the thing. Um, I, and after that, I do not undervalue the value that is contained within uh, just knowing that there are other people thinking about and discussing and working through some of the same issues and questions and considerations that we're working through. Um, a, so kind of, I want to take this to a place for me that was very kind of our, a first topic kind of thing I want to talk about, because for me, it's one of the first things about parenting that I've walked into where it was very explicitly in this sort of a way. And that was, uh, so at the local hospital, I, uh, signed up for, um, uh, it was a fathership or a fatherhood parenting class. It was titled fatherhood, basic training or basic training for dads. It was very clearly tried to be like, you know, like a little bit of a military 
spin on the name there. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, gets and gets it where I'm going with this because everything for dads has to be dude up, you know, made more yeah, dudeish. What, what a, what a, what a clear picture of exactly the thing I was just trying to capture of like, <laughs> of we're just going to assume all dads are, are pro hyper masculinity, pro military, pro stuff. And they're going to see basic training for dads and be like, hell yeah, this is what I need. Instead of being like, Oh God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, into walking into that space as somebody who is anti-patriarchal, I, I would say like, I, I think, you know, patri patriarchal frameworks of the household need to be deconstructed and done away with uh, me and my partner. We are partners. Um, we, you know, handle all tasks equally based upon our uh, skill and ability in those tasks. Um, we, you know, it's, it's not, we don't genderize our labor and look at things like, well, that's something that, you know, I can't do because I'm a man. I'm not going to cook or clean or, you know, whatever. Uh, and she doesn't look at things like, well, that's not something I can do because I'm a woman. Like we don't, we don't do that. Uh, and my, my wife is the breadwinner of our household. So that's just not a, you know, that, that that's not a framework I walk into these this class with. And uh, this class very much walked up to me with that framework. Uh, <laughs> you know, I get very right off the bat there, you know, looking at fatherhood as a support role. Like, and, th and this carried over into, and we've been to multiple other classes at this, uh, at this hospital and they are all, it's like, okay, so this is all targeted towards, which, you know, and like some of it needs to be targeted towards the mom. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not annoyed that I'm going into a labor and delivery class and they're not like talking directly to the fathers in the room. Um, I, but extending beyond that into early baby parenting, it is very much a focus of, so this is what the moms are going to be doing. The moms are going to be the primary caregiver, the primary caretaker, the parent. Dads are there to support her in that and then babysit when she is away. And I got beef with all of that. Oh um, man. <laughs> There's nothing that, that like it, it, I, I fully recognize this is, a bit of a pet peeve for me but like there is very little that irritates me more than when people refer to me participating in the raising of my children as babysitting it's just like i what no i'm a parent what are you talking about <laughs> like it's my job as much as it is my wife's job to care for and watch and you know otherwise be a parent for my kids it's not like uh yeah i completely understand that uh it's it and it's impressive how um invisible that can become especially when they often transition you from you know when, when you're going to new parent classes at least my memory of it which was admittedly a while ago there's this sense of like okay you start at like okay the thing you you're really here probably trying to understand how to approach just pregnancy and therefore delivering the baby, right? Like that's the big looming scary thing that has tons of, you know, media images of women screaming and, you know, blood and crying and all kinds of stuff. And you want to be prepared for that. Right. So, uh, and of course, because of the underlying biology there, like, at least, you know, as far as like, if you're a 
um, cishet couple, right? There's a inherent thing there of like, this person's delivering the baby and because of the circumstances, they're going to have to do all the work and you're going to have to be there in a support role for emotional and, and other kinds of, you know, uh, supportive behaviors, right? And so it's so easy to just sort of keep that framework going forward to post baby. Okay. And then, you know, she'll be breastfeeding and you'll be supporting and then you'll go back to work and then she'll be there raising the kids and you'll be supporting. And you just kind of like, it just feels very um, smooth to, to just keep transitioning that framework forward and never have to like go, Hey, wait a second. Uh, maybe there's a point in there where that's not actually true anymore. Maybe we, you know, change it up. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean about that kind of um, that kind of framework and how it can be uh, presented. Yeah, and I mean, and and I, one of the nuances of this is that. Like a frustration I got was like in some of the flyers that I got and like pamphlets that they handed out. And even in like the whole basic training fatherhood class was all very simplest, simplistic, like just very basic. Like all the things that I'm like, well, men, y'all should have already known this. It was, you know, almost as simple as like, where do babies come from? And, but at the same time, like, and the thing that makes this a nuance, I, I say almost, it wasn't quite there, but it was getting close. Um, but like, one of the things that makes this a nuance is that, no, I get it. Yes, the state of where men are at is that, yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, we need to explain things from point A for men, because especially in, you know, Southern Missouri, there nobody took sex ed classes. Uh, I have been learning so much about pregnancy and delivery and babies uh, that, that, frankly, yeah, no, I 100% should have learned at puberty like i should have been taught this stuff uh before i hit junior high much less high school um and i'm just now learning it as an adult in my 30s like i don't i, I i'm not out here being mad that we're teaching basic stuff to men but it is definitely a thing to process and question of like oh god we need to do so much more work in this department of education for men um and, and 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 from that point of view like that also made it very jarring going from like the you know the basics of fatherhood for the men then taking like basics uh the, the, you know like the other parenting classes like where they were at in level of discussing uh pregnancy and delivery was kind of wildly apart um and specifically in the in the fatherhood classes it was like very much simplifying things and making it very easy to digest for men um and you know not mentioning too many uh you know there wasn't a bunch of photos or videos of delivery uh there wasn't a bunch of uh you know photos and videos of babies immediately after delivery like there absolutely was in other parenting classes which is a very valid valid and important and valuable thing to have um and that's yeah that that's like this it's this framework of this like a lower bar for men and it's something that so from a point of view of education something i've believed in in education uh that is 
uh, informed by a lot of what I learned in psychology and also just my own experience in, uh, you know, learning and in educating is that simplifying things just for the sake of making it easier to, to digest doesn't make it easier to digest. It just avoids the digestion. You just don't digest it. You just avoid the topic. You go around it and then it never really gets expounded upon it. You, you know, if you want to make a topic easier to digest, you need to start at its basics and build up to that full digest to the full topic. Um, if you just always begin it, well, okay, we're just going to like rush over this and give you a, the glossy version. You're never going to actually learn the thing. And I think that's part of what happens with a lot of these like fatherhood parenting things. And it's like also like books that I've read. I, I have a number of books that are directed towards men as parents that are just way too glossy. It just skips over all the, the things I have questions about and just jumps to... It's important that you are supportive and that you are caring and that you are emotionally uh, available, which all of that is obviously not bad information, but I got, I want more. <laughs> yeah, well, and like, it's funny that like, uh, there's a bit of a contradiction here in that like, on the one hand, like, oh, men are so ignorant that we've got to start at this like incredibly simple um state of uh you know things that like frankly a bunch of them should know already but also to then just being like okay now remember to be emotionally available because that's going to be really important anyway next we're going to talk about and you're like wait hold on um could i um so that's actually a deficit i've had for like decades of someone teaching me how to be emotionally available as a man um society at large has failed me in that way uh the environment that i was raised in uh has failed me in that way could I get some help with that? And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, cool. And that will have no adverse effects later down the road on uh, emotional handling of um, having an infant at all. Yeah. And, and that exactly too is, you know, where like I, there is this very frustrating and infuriating stereotype of men as dumb dads that exists in American media. That is like many stereotypes. There is some little kernel of truth inside that stereotype. Um, and that kernel of truth isn't that men are innately dumber or innately and specifically like this was explicitly. I mean, it can, it can actually get to that point. Like well, I, I'll, I'll go on a fucking pet the pig daddy pig rants okay like <laughs> uh, hold on like so yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my fatherhood class they explicitly said well women are more caring and are more compassion have more capacity for compassion than men which is a blatantly sexist statement um and also is just wrong like we're all human beings we all have the capacity for compassion however the socialization of men inside Western cultures has socialized compassion out of men. It is a thing that has to be processed and dealt with. It is not a thing that you, that means, well, I don't ever need to worry about teaching that to my son. Like, no, it means I need to put extra work into teaching this to my son because society isn't going to do it. And that to me is the big difference here. And this is why I get frustrated with it is because it is never presented in media as 
wow, Homer Simpson really needs somebody, he needs therapy and he needs a lot of help processing and getting himself into being a functioning uh, adult dad. No, we just get, <laughs> it's funny, look, he just like, you know, a, a, abused <laughs> he his child. his son again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, same, same thing. Yeah. And it like and it like as I sort of hinted at a second ago, like that cascades all the way down to like little kids shows, like the 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 like goofball incompetent dad who's fat and lazy and bad is just like all over kids show stuff. And uh uh I'll I'll avoid going on my full hatred of daddy pig for now. Uh <laughs> but any parent of a toddler or younger uh is probably familiar with Peppa Pig and knows what I'm talking about and I uh, get so frustrated with uh that character and many characters like him um it's just so insulting uh as an archetype to <laughs> every every man that actually tries to be competent and emotionally available and uh helpful in their in their half of a parenting relationship it's insulting and it's actively destructive because it boys grow up seeing this and thinking oh that's how boys act that's how men behave that's how dads are supposed to be i'm gonna like you like one of the first things that biology biology isn't the right word i'm looking for here like early social constructs one of our first real early social constructs we start building is what is a parent supposed to behave like how is a parent supposed to be? That's what we start building real early on, and then we reflect later in life. So if we're teaching our elementary child that dads are goofy, bumbly dumbasses, that's what they're going to be, because that's what they think dads are supposed to be like. Um, if we teach our child that dads are abusive, authoritarian, uh, megalomaniacs, there's a much higher chance. And now this isn't to say, like, I don't mean to do the, like, the whole, like, child abuse is necessarily cyclical thing, but you do increase the chances of, you know, raise, of, of creating that situation. Um, yeah. The, the teaching these things appropriately early on, teaching how to, teaching your kids how to parent is an important part of parenting. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you can't tell already, you know, uh, this is this is the kind of thing we're definitely going to get into here in the podcast. Uh, there's a whole lot of, um, you know, social, cultural expectations, you know, other sort of assumed truths from the current status quo, the current hegemony, uh, you know, and we're going to be attempting to, you know, identify those, unpack them demonstrate why they're wrong, talk about how we can try to instill different ideas in kids. And uh, hopefully that's all um, helpful. I know that um, it's something that has been a bit of a, a learn-as-you-go experience for me. And um, in reflecting on it, you know, there's a lot of things that I wish I knew and understood going in that I didn't uh, have when I started. And so my hope is that uh, through having those discussions and through talking about these things, uh, maybe we will save someone 
the the headache of uh having to make it up as they go yeah 100 percent. that's yeah that's what we're trying to do here and that's um that that's what i hope that we're able and, and, and like also my you know my goal in this is to learn from you and from our conversations and then and, and this folds again into my kind of a belief of uh uh in education of that a lot of fantastic learning doesn't happen through lectures and it happens through conversations. Um, we, we don't learn just from the answers that we get from our questions. We learn from the questions that we think to put to the answers. Um, and that's something that I hope we're able to work out a lot in this podcast through discussing these topics, through researching these topics and through, you know, diving through them also, not just with, just between us, but also with our listeners. Uh, we want to, uh, we, we really want to, uh, invoke and activate a lot of, uh, listener feedback and, and discussion and conversation with this. Yeah. I'd really like to just have a whole community of you know parents trying to approach parenting from a compassionate leftist thoughtful perspective who you know uh, i if we're correct and this isn't well tread ground and this is something that a lot of people are sort of like you know making up as they go then like you know if we can build together a community that can come together and try to you know, share experiences and share perspectives that can um, help us all navigate the completely insane roller coaster ride of being a parent. Um, then that can only be good for everyone involved. So, um, I, I I look forward to seeing um, that come together, and hopefully, we can uh, have a lot of really interesting conversations. I know that you know, while certainly between the two of us. I have more parenting experience. I've just been doing it longer. Um, I know that it can be really easy also to get kind of stuck into certain patterns and to have just kind of be like, okay, it's like this, you know, and um, having a fresh perspective, someone coming at it new can often be very enlightening and saying like, oh, you're right. I have been sort of accepting X, Y, or Z, you know, um, thoughtlessly or um, without sufficient deconstruction or questioning. And it, it's uh, often really helpful to have people who have different perspectives and new perspectives um, questioning things that you may have um, crystallized too much in your mind. I agree. So, Philip, I'm sold on this podcast, even though I'm already here. So where might people find us in the well? Well, Tommy, uh, you can find us uh, in all kinds of places. If you uh, just want to follow us on social media, we have a Facebook. Uh, you may be watching it on YouTube, or uh, uh, if you're listening to it, you can find this on YouTube. If you want to see, uh, for some reason, what our faces look like, uh, it's there. Uh, and if you really like this podcast and you want to be part of that community, and you want to support our work going forward, you can find us on Patreon as well. We are patreon.com slash raisin left. Um, we have a variety of member tiers, all of which include an invite to our um, community discord. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, it's just Tommy and me on there right now, but I'm sure we'll uh, uh, hopefully see plenty of you on there as well. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff planned for that community and uh, 
So I'd say go on to Patreon, check out our various tiers. You could have Tommy with his beautiful radio voice read your username out loud as a supporter, or uh, even all the way up to uh, you could help us decide on the topic for uh, for an episode here. Um, lots of stuff there. Um, so check us out. And uh, it, if you choose to support us, we're deeply thankful for it. Um, yeah yeah please donate and make me feel very uncomfortable with the usernames you have selected for me to read yeah please make tommy say really funny and awkward things uh <laughs> i just I, I i look very much forward uh to doing it don't do that to me that is another option if for some reason you want like my voice more than tommy's a what's wrong with you and b uh please don't make me say anything crazy um although i know from the texture of the internet that by saying that now I have probably doomed myself to getting all of the horrible and awkward things. Uh, so here give, we go. <laughs> give Philip all of the wholesomeness. Give me all of the chaos. Um, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's this episode. Join us next week for a fantastic conversation we're about to have. So thank you all for, ha uh, for, being in our actual room this time we're not just listening to us you're seeing our rooms oh uh, i gotta remember to say this if you're watching on youtube don't forget to uh like and subscribe to our youtube like this video and subscribe to the youtube channel uh god we're such a cliche i know but you gotta <laughs> do it you gotta do the call to action man you know do that it helps us out it helps more people see us and more people join the community and that would be great Thank you all for joining us. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, or whatever time it is, wherever you are.